are you and why are you here? Are we gonna live life in fear or are we gonna stand up and make sure we're heard? Are we gonna hide or live life by our word? With integrity we can be all that we can see in our mind's eye until we're finally free. We can become whatever we choose once we know the choice lies within me and you. Hello, welcome to the Unapologetically Human podcast with Dan Boyvin. As they say, as some people say, it's been a minute. It's been almost a year and five months since I created and shared my last episode of this podcast, and there are quite a number of reasons for why that is, as uh, you're all very aware. It's been a fucked up year and a half, and we're not quite through it yet, but Hopefully we're uh, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel by this point. But uh, yeah, here's a new episode for you. I just wanted to give a little bit of an intro. Big, big shout out to my guest on this episode, Jordan Lindo, a friend of mine who reached out to me a couple times to support me, that he really loves what I've done with the podcast up till now and that he's been waiting for the uh, next episode and then he is still waiting (laughs) and so I figured hey why not have him on and have a little bit of a conversation about what this past year and a half has been like for me and how he's been uh, getting through it himself and some of the reasons why I've waited so long to create another episode and uh, I just want to set the the setting a little bit uh, for reasons that I won't get into. Both of our places weren't going to be suitable to record the podcast so we decided to book a a private study room at one of the Toronto Public Library locations that ended up also not working so we ended up just going to a park, sitting at a park bench so You'll hear some some lovely nature sounds in the background, and uh, you'll hear some some uh, wind rustling and stuff like that. And uh, forgive me, I, I noticed as I edited when we were talking, we uh, we both kind of mostly me, I think, but kind of banged on the table quite a few times while making points. So just uh, you know, don't mind the knocking sounds every once in a while, but. Uh, yeah, um, what was it? There was one thing I wanted to touch on. Ah, yes. Something that I didn't talk with Jordan about in this conversation is that I had done some some therapy with a counselor for about six months, um, and I'm I'm currently working with a coach as well and something that has occurred to me with the the 
challenges that this year is presented is that sometimes when we work on ourselves, when we maybe do therapy, maybe do a course to learn something and we don't see the kinds of results that we want or we fall back into old patterns, it can get extremely discouraging. I know it has, for me, you know, I've, I've, done, I've spent a lot of time and money and energy and done a lot of different things, therapy, programs, whatever, to try to become the person I want to be and change certain things about myself, about my behaviors, my habits. And a lot of times I make progress when I'm, when I'm doing those things, but then when I get outside of a external support and structure system, I tend to fall back on my old ways of thinking and behaving, old habits, the things I want to change. I kind of go back and it is something that has driven the sort of feelings of hopelessness that, you know, things will never change. I'll never change. But something that I've come to, it's a concept I've, I've heard in some of the, the programs I've done, um, that when the structures that we put in place and the support systems that we put in place to change our behaviors and change our habits and try to have support and accountability to do so as well when they when they either don't work or they collapse or stop working we need to keep going we need to try something else try something new switch something up about what we're doing and so a motto that I've had for myself recently is do it again. Do it again. Oh, you've already done therapy? Feeling like you need to do it again? Do it again. You've done all these programs and courses, but stop progressing when you're outside of those? Then do it again. Do something else. Do it again. You know, the, uh, the challenges that we're faced with are often so deep-seated from such a young age they're so ingrained and they took so many years to develop and the you know the the defense mechanisms and the walls and the barriers that we put up and create within ourselves and the world creates within us those 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 took a long time to develop you know the the changes that we want to see the progress that we want to see is often gonna take a while to to really see the kinds of results that we want to see as well so do it again do it again do it again but that's about it let's get right into it here's a conversation with me and my friend Jordan Lindo I hope you enjoy Full energy, full attention. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Yeah, see, this is so much better because if we were in that room, we couldn't just be fucking <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I'm explosive, that was, man. I, and I knew it too. So am I. Like, I'm I'm generally a loud person, so. Yeah. But yeah, well, fuck, dude. Like, this is like largely happening because of you. So I want to just like say thank you, first of all. And like, 
you know, you, I actually crunched the numbers a little bit. Like you had reached out to me after listening to the other episodes. And so it's like, I've done 12 episodes and accumulatively they're add up to about 15 hours. So it's like, you've listened to me and my voice and my content and the stuff that I put out there, which is nothing compared to like, you think of like, fuck Joe Rogan. That's like five episodes or three episodes. Oh yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> or, or like five episodes. But uh, yeah, just like you had reached out and said like, yo, like I just like listened to the last episode and realized there isn't another one. Like what's up? When is it coming? And I was like, you know, like I'm just kind of taking a break right now, trying to figure out what I want to do and whatever and <laughs> had had whatever reasons stopping me from making it. Yeah. But then, you know, like not too long ago, you reached out again, kind of just with another little poke like, hey, bro, like I'm just uh, giving you a heads up. I'm still waiting on that next episode. So. <laughs> I thought it was appropriate to like why not bring you on for a conversation and you know you had me on your podcast and I've been I've been wanting to I, I mean I've been paying for you know my hosting to keep the podcast up yeah, for the yeah. past year and a half it's almost been a year and a half year year and like five months at the end of this month basically yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like it's been a while and I've been very like just kind of like whatever about the like you know not doing it and like oh like i don't really give a shit what people think and whatnot can i can i tell you something real quick yeah (laughs) like i just want to tell you about like the experience of of what that is like like you know when you're watching a show and you you don't know how many episodes there are and then you get to the last episode and then you go like and then there's a hole in your life yeah that's what happened but in, in real life, you don't know the director. You don't know the actors. You can't make a call and say, when is season two coming? <laughs> okay, guess what? Uh, if you need me to help you get season two um, on the road, like, I'll help you. You know? But I knew that you were a message away. And I'm like, no, this, this can't end here, man. <laughs> That's why I was like, I had to fucking reach out. I just wanted to let you know that it was like, it had that much of an impact. Yeah, thank you. I had to you. reach out and be like, nah. Let's go, man. Let's go. Thank you. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, it's it's challenging because it's easy to, in the best of times, I find it's easy to uh, get, you know, trapped in our, the things that stop us in our life from doing X, Y, Z. It doesn't matter what it is. We all have different fears and insecurities, limiting negative beliefs that hold us back, mm-hmm. and they stop us. We get stuck in the, like, you know, what's it what's it really even matter? And there's been a lot of that going on for me this past year and a half, right? But every, every so often, throughout the years of me writing and sharing and creating different things with, like, my project and other things I've been doing before the podcast, I always consistently... Every few or every several months, a friend reaches out and tells me that I've made an impact on them with the things that I'm creating. And those things are like, it's like immeasurable how important those things are for, you know, creatives to have other people to support them and to create with and stuff, as I'm sure you know, right? Yeah, I was just taught. Anyway, sorry, continue. No, go ahead. See the case. So there's two ways we can run this podcast because I have my own podcast, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and so you're gonna have to like subdue my podcast hosting energy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm gonna like find ways to flip the script and. and yeah, yeah, you'll be interviewing me. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. I find people talk a lot about interviewing other people on podcasts, and yeah. similar to like you said in message like earlier that I'm, I'm a conversationalist, and I'm like that's what my podcast is about. My podcast isn't about interviewing people and like having you on and just 
asking you questions yeah. and stuff. Like, I definitely, like, know it's important to be able to both ask good questions to get the other person to speak and be able to have a good conversation. But for me, like, I wanted to make a podcast for so long because I would have these deep, connected conversations with friends and be like, this is, like this is gold people need to hear this yeah right (laughs) right but i think one thing we can we can start out with is maybe just uh why don't you introduce yourself and uh we've got jordan lindo oh the the podcast podcast has started already yeah no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) and that's my intro (laughs) no my name is jordan lindo and um you know i find it hard sometimes to describe what it is that i do because i'm one of those people that is always shifting and, and and changing things up um, but the one thing I can say is consistent is my coaching practice. Like mm. I always, my coaching practice is always happening. And, um, so I'm a, I'm a coach and, and realistically, um, an image consultant second probably, mm-hmm. but image consulting is what I used to market because I remember that's yeah. the fancy thing people will, um, be drawn to. But the biggest part of what I do in terms of, um, life coaching is, or sorry, um, in terms of being an image consultant is coaching the person because usually people have like self image issues oh fuck and yeah. then that spills over into how they put themselves together so image consultant um coach uh i started day trading i've been day trading for two years now that's been pretty awesome oh yeah um yeah cryptocurrency okay um yeah we could, i don't know much about that we could probably talk about dive that into a bit. that yeah, yeah well, i mean me if you want to not not necessarily like right off the bat but maybe we'll see where it goes dude but. whenever you want to dive in you let me know man um i'm open to talk about anything my life's an open book and then uh what else am i missing um videographer i just told you uh mm. off air yeah. i don't know is it off air it was yeah yeah off it was the in the other room yeah 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 <laughs> um that uh, i'm a videographer as well shot a cool project over the weekend which was fun um and that's pretty much it. I haven't done photo. I used to do photo as well. I haven't done photo in a while, though. It's yeah. Been, but the skill is always there. It's like riding a bike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you pay, as soon as you pick up the camera, you're ready to go. Ready to go. You, a few little tweaks here and there, and then, you know, that's it. You're back on the bicycle. So I think that's a rough overview of everything that I'm up to. Cool, man. Cool. Well, yeah. So I was thinking. Oh, I almost forgot. And I'm a uh, uh, Bigelow as well. A gigolo, sorry. <laughs> Gotta pay those bills. Juice <laughs> bigelow. <laughs> Male gigolo. Yeah, so I have, a, I have a couple little notes here just for a couple things I wanted to touch on. Awesome. Basically, I was thinking of, you know, just telling telling you having a little bit of a conversation about and just sharing a little bit about, like, what what have I been up to, you know? Mm-hmm. Like me or you? The, uh, both of us, really. Like, I, I definitely want to get get some insight into, um, you know, how's your experience been over the last year and a half with all the fucking insanity that we've all been dealing with. And yeah. um, I think, you know, everybody has their own their own story of what this has all been like. And it's been, you know, it's been a challenging year and a half, right? And I was thinking of just kind of explaining a little bit about why I haven't made a podcast episode in the last almost year and a half, right? And and part of what happened, I guess, like, it's almost like one of the biggest challenges for me in my life, I've found, and it's very attached to my, in some ways, my sh- struggles with my mood and depression and anxiety and stuff like that. It's very attached to... Um, 
my work I'm doing in my life, my sense of meaning and purpose or lack thereof, which is the key that's been the challenging part of it. Cause I've sort of like, I've done a lot of different jobs in my life and I've never been very thrilled about what those jobs are. And I feel like they're, you know, outside of work, life chores and maintaining like relationships with your friends, family, and a intimate partner. And then just having some time to relax there, there is no time left to, you know, create your podcast, create your side hustle business, like create your art, whatever it might be. And I think obviously like that's the case for tons of people, everyone, (laughs) millions. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's been it's been a, an ongoing struggle for me for sure, and so that's been like part of it that's been a, a little bit challenging in uh, creating the next podcast episode. But the pandemic has had a lot to do with it as well, right? Yeah. Like, well, you do your podcast in person, so you like you probably don't like the idea of doing the over the air type thing, Zoom. I mean, I podcast. I did it. Um, the one episode I had with my fiance Justine we actually did over like the computer while she was living up in uh, Bracebridge with her her, her parents mm-hmm. but uh, I, I definitely prefer in person for sure yeah, yeah. Um, but that's something I'll, I'll obviously have to get over but I think one of the the big challenges was the way that I did the last two episodes mm-hmm. was very taxing on me because I had I did two solo episodes and I, I basically like I had an idea of these things that I wanted to talk about and I researched a bunch to kind of you know get some some more clarity on what I wanted to speak to with those topics in those last couple episodes and I had you know a few to several pages of show notes and then ended up the second last episode I recorded myself talking just sitting in my bedroom just talking into a microphone alone which is so different than just having a conversation one-to-one with somebody like this Mm -hmm. because like this it just sort of it flows you know whatever comes out of me comes out of me and and the the other way is is much more challenging to sort of pull it out i i think it's because there's like there's less of a there there's too much ease of getting stuck in my own head and overthinking rather than just kind of shooting the shit with somebody and having a conversation. Okay, let me ask you a question then. Um, do you ever get into those uh, states of mind or state of emotions where you like have all this stuff on your mind and you wish you could have someone to talk to? And if you did have someone to talk to, you would like blurt and like regurgitate all this shit on your mind? Yeah, for sure. So why don't you just treat the mic like a person? I mean, it, it's like in theory it would be like good if I could sort of like kind of easily do that Mm -hmm. but when I'm sitting in my bedroom by myself trying to navigate my way through like a thought process of several different complex ideas and how Mm -hmm. I can string them together it's like it's it's a lot different and a lot of the so like second last episode I recorded myself for three hours and I edited it down to two hours yeah a lot of that is just dead air it's me thinking in between what I'm saying and it's really it's actually a really weird process because sometimes I actually pause mid word while I'm thinking about sort of what I'm saying and then I just like that's I'll, so cool it's so weird it's, it's, it's literally like listening to myself editing is is yeah. like bizarre because I'm like how do I even do this because I'll pause mid word and I'll pause for 30 45 seconds sometimes while I'm thinking about what so, I'm trying to say yeah 
and then I'll just continue like even like the same word. No, I'll even like fi- just finish Bagel. the word. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't have like. <laughs> I don't have like a brand like going the whole time. But it's a it's a weird process, and it's also new, right? Like any yeah. new thing that you're trying to do and learn and stuff, it can be you know the creative process can be challenging to really like you know sitting down to actually do it is very hard for yeah, people yeah, to do. Definitely. Whether it's like sitting down to paint sitting down to write music, whatever it might be, sitting down to just write. Yeah. It, it, that's the hardest part sometimes. And then once you're sitting down and doing it, it's like, oh, oh it's like, easy. now I'm easily getting into a, like a flow state. But the the whole process was just very sort of taxing. And I guess the challenge in relation to the, like, being able to create your side hustle or your, your passion projects outside of all these other responsibilities that we have in life. Yeah. It's like when, you know, we want to see a return on our, on our investment of time and energy and money much faster than it's realistic to ever happen. And it's easy to get caught up in like letting that derail you and discourage you so that you stop rather than being able to still consistently show up. So there's a bit of that going on. And I want to recommend something though before you go on. Yeah. This, this is something I just found out myself and I never thought I would do this because I thought it's so cool like on my podcast I thought it would be cool to leave the spaces and the gaps in because I thought it would be cool right um, but in Audacity you can like I don't know I think it's called sound parsing or something like that mm. it removes the gaps and I found that their the way that they do it in Audacity like livens up even the most dead if you have three hours of like of an, of an audio and then um, there's a lot of gaps it could bring that to like an hour and a half yeah well that's what I that's what I've done manually basically manually? Right? manually yeah. dude no don't yeah, do that yeah, manually yeah. well that was part of the problem right cause like so last last episode I recorded myself for four hours oh. and I also cut that out to down to two hours so it's like really intensive process like the whole the whole beginning to end of coming up with the ideas researching it planning out a little bit of like a show flow outline yeah recording it for a few hours editing it down most of which is dead air but occasionally like some speaking some speaking i actually want to cut out but then it's like how do i cut and then continue on where it makes some sort of sense yeah exactly if i'm cutting a chunk out but why do you cut chunks out this is i I always think to ask this to people who are creators because it's like on my i know i'm like plugging my podcast but i mean no plug it plug it on my podcast what's the name of it ask infinity (laughs) (laughs) plug away we're gonna get your uh your info and the youtube channel is uh uh, (laughs) youtube.com slash ask infinity um I am your host, Jordan Lindo. This is now the Ask Infinity Podcast. No, no, no. no you got to post our episode still. Oh, yeah. Dude, I don't know where it is. I can't find it. We have to oh, shoot another for one. Real? I real? Like, I'm missing, like, Damn. five episodes. Really? And I'm missing, like, I thought I backed up my computer because my computer crashed. Yeah, you mentioned. I don't know. It's gone. It. Okay, I'm so missing. a couple years ago, Jordan came over to my apartment. We met through... Uh, my roommate at the time, a good mutual friend of ours, and we recorded a two-hour podcast that has now been uh lost the lost, time lost to the ether Fine. that's okay though yeah we'll have to have a, another one for yours but uh but where was i going with you that? were asking like why why cut out the some speaking yes 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 before i got derailed so in in my case the only speaking i've cut out whether it's been me on a solo episode or 
my episode with Anushka and like another episode I had with another friend, there's just like a bit of like almost like um, back end side talk that has sort of nothing to do with the conversation. Give me an example. Well, like, so my friend Sophia and I, which was, I, I think like episode nine or something, but she's a neuroscientist and she's a good friend of mine. And we always have fucking amazing conversations. We'll, we'll hang out for hours and hours. Like I remember one time we hung out for like nine hours and we just talked nonstop about all these different, amazing, crazy, mind blowing topics and whatnot. But when we actually sat down to try to record a podcast episode, it's, it's like that same thing of not being able to treat the mic like a, a guest if I'm doing a solo episode it's like even having the mic in between us made like we actually scrapped the first attempt at doing an episode together because it was just shit because we the the mic sort of like created this resistance from a from a a normal conversation just flowing right I hate that it also was I think I think it was uh, I think I recorded it before the podcast with Anushka as well. So it was my first attempt at recording a podcast episode with a guest. Yeah. And it was just weird and awkward and there was no flow to it. And we got to a point where we were just like, we're going to have to try again. Like we, 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 we talked for like an hour and a half and we were kind of like, what the fuck are we, what are we talking, talking about? about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when, when we tried again, we, we like nailed it. We had, we had lots of good stuff, but then there was like some side talk kind of just like, Oh, like we can like do, do that again. Or we'll talk about this and then we'll talk about this. It was just sort of like talking about talking on the podcast. Yeah, But do you think that that could potentially be like a, an interesting point of view if you left it in? Like it could, it could for sure. The only thing is that when the episode even in its fully edited form Mm -hmm. is a two hour to like a two and a half hour long episode it's kind of like i want to cut out the kind of stuff that doesn't need to be there so that it's because it's like the idea that like you know our time and our attention are the most valuable things that we have these days and there are companies like google and facebook and all these advertisers that are paying literally hundreds of billions of dollars to get that time and attention so part of it is actually less from a space of like that stuff not being good enough or some sort of negative thing on on how i might be feeling about it but actually just trying to respect the time of the listener Mm -hmm. that they're giving you know like it it means a lot to me to have people like you and and some of my other friends like tell me that they really appreciate you know the things that I'm creating and I just want to like respect that and make sure that mm-hmm. I'm especially when it's going to be a two hour episode anyway which some people have even said like can you make them shorter and I'm like ah, I mean I'm not I, I'm leaning more towards the Joe Rogan ty- type of thing yeah, yeah. than the 30 minute concise this is clearly about this topic for the next 30 minutes yeah, type yeah. of thing. That's, that's a show at that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so that's part of it. Okay. But yeah, so there, there is a lot of that, like what, why bother? It's taken me so much time and energy to create these last couple episodes. And herein lies part of the problem of, creating it in that way which i want to definitely i'll probably do solo episodes once in a while going forward but i want to have more conversations because i love having conversations 
and the the creation process of the solo episodes I didn't love. I like the outcome. I like the end product. I'm happy with it overall. But the journey was very full of resistance and not enjoyable, basically. But this episode was, you know, quote unquote, supposed to be the idea that I had for this next episode was to, you know, the the last two episodes were like coronavirus one and coronavirus two. And this one was like, in theory, going to be... Coronavirus, the trilogy. You know right, well, well, I even have it still written down as like coronavirus three. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, I mean, we're still in it, right? Yeah, we're still in true. the pandemic. It's like, it, it doesn't seem like it as much, but who knows, you know, like... We can only hope that we don't have another lockdown. Like Australia is in it again, right? Like, oh yeah, Australia. Right, crazy. but it, so the idea was sort of to a do another solo episode, which great deal of resistance around for the just the the effort that needs to go into it and the time and dedication to it. Yeah, and I wanted to do it about our cognitive biases, basically. What does right? that mean? So because our brain takes up so much energy from our body like it's one organ and it's one you know organ system out of actually justine showed me a video the other day she's she's in school for teachers college so she's getting all these like cool crazy resources she's showing me and there's a couple like i think they're national geographic like the body 101 the brain 101 the immune system 101 and they're short like videos are like five minutes and they're like mind-blowing and the one talks about our body systems and it's like we have 10 body systems right mm-hmm. that are you know, the skeletal system muscular system the heart and cardiovascular system the brain and central nervous system the like thyroid and doctrine system or endocrine system the urinary or renal system the reproductive system the respiratory system the lungs everything uh the lymphatic system which is also the immune system and there's one more doesn't really matter right now but we have all these systems right Mm -hmm. and the brain being only one of those systems and ultimately like one organ the brain the you know it's the whole central nervous system but it takes up 20 percent of our body's resources essentially Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right and I lost my train of thought, kind of going on a tangent there, but um, all these resources. Um, well, I think I was, went to, she, was just. She went to class. She got all these resources. Yeah, I might. Uh, it was funny too because actually this happened a couple times. This is the kind of thing that I would cut out sometimes because yeah. I'd be like, "Fuck, what were we talking about?" And then like literally just stop recording, yeah. go back and listen for a minute, and then yeah. I'd be like, "Oh yeah," but that's fine anyway. Um, I think I was just talking about, you know, like, it's, fuck, what was I talking about? Dude, I gotta say something too. Yeah, anyway, yeah, just keep um, continuing. We this, can just this, go on with it. No, no, this is part of, part of what's happening right now. This, like, my attention span is good for, like, 45 seconds. I yeah, can, yeah. I can give you the most in-depth, <laughs> thought-out, like, analysis of something, <clears throat> but after, like, a minute or two, because I'm, like... I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's not just you. I, like I have, it's not my attention span, but it's because in a conversation, I'm always like, like I have a practice of being pr- as present as possible. Mm-hmm. So like I'm building up. You know how people when you're talking, 
like they're like you say something and they're thinking about a response to the thing of you course. said. And then you've talked for half an hour and then they missed that whole fucking half an hour. Yeah. yeah because yeah. they were like, oh yeah, but I want to respond to that thing half an hour ago. So I built up a practice to to stay with people. And then if like I feel like there's something that pulls me based on what they said, then I'll just bring it up in the moment and then keep it moving instead of like yeah you know what I'm saying like yeah well that's the thing remembering all the details I, I and actually like Justine had pointed it out to me because like we you know when we first started becoming Maybe. friends and getting together and stuff like we would have these like three four five hour long conversations mm-hmm. over like zoom while she was in Korea teaching English and and she she brought it up to me that like sometimes I'll, I'll talk too much and and sort of not give space for the other people the other person to to really join the conversation yeah. kind of thing yeah. and then which even in some ways I'm like I'm doing it right now <laughs> <laughs> see but this is my thing like so it's there it's like but it's it's funny because I feel like once people are in front of you then you're inspired to speak mm. uninterrupted mm-hmm. but if there's no one there like you can't do it so I'm like there's got to be something there because you have the ability you could probably speak for like an hour oh or two. E- oh easily i but that that's the thing like i i've had so many conversations before starting the podcast that made me want to start a podcast that i have a deep connected conversation authentic about like real shit for hours and yeah, yeah. and and it's it's in those moments that are one of the, like my favorite experiences in life because I'm in a state of flow where I'm not thinking, I'm just speaking whatever's sort of coming through me mm-hmm. and I don't know where it's coming from and I start pulling all these facts and info of shit that I've read over the years and I'm like, whoa, like where is this even coming <laughs> from? Part of it is even like, who is this person? Because this person mm-hmm. isn't my experience of myself when I'm by myself, mm-hmm. which is similar to the issue with like doing the solo mm-hmm. episode, right? Oh, I was Dude, talking about that. I, and, I, and, and now to bring it back. Yes. Cognitive biases. Yes. Is what, is what we were talking about. Yeah. So, all right, we got it back. We, we got, got it back. back. Now you got to keep the back end yeah, yeah, in, yeah. dude. Yeah, no, 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 for end. sure. No, yeah, I'm yeah, keeping yeah. that. I'm keeping that, especially after we already talked about it. No, that'll, that'll stay. So I was talking about sort of the energy expenditure of the brain. So yeah. cognitive biases are a evolutionary um, set of shortcuts, essentially, that okay. our brains take universally to try to save energy essentially right so when we when we make assumptions about things based off maybe something we've known in the past that's evolutionarily like a really good thing to do mm-hmm. because it saves us energy from having to treat every situation like As it's brand experience. new basically right so so there are there are a whole set of cognitive biases mm-hmm. which essentially they're good for some reasons but they're actually really bad for some reasons especially when like one of the um the most well studied and most prominent ones is called confirmation bias where rather than sort of like investigating like a problem or a topic or something that you want to learn about from a truly like neutral perspective where you're actually looking at both sides to Mm -hmm. really like understand both sides to make up your mind Mm -hmm. what we actually do for the shortcut is we look for the information that confirms confirmation Mm -hmm. bias our already held beliefs about said thing Mm -hmm. right and part of the reason i wanted to talk about this is that over the course of the pandemic it's been something that i've just seen so so clearly in people who are on different sides of the various debates of what's going on right now. So that's one of them. But 
there's this whole set and I'll have to I'll look at I'll, I'll put in like the show notes there's a website I, sh- I came across and shared several months ago that outlines like the the top 24 like there's a bunch of them like like the top 24 most well-known and well-studied like cognitive biases and then there's also these other things called logical fallacies and those are more related to failures of logic Mm -hmm. in how we argue our side of any sort of discussion or debate Mm -hmm, kind mm -hmm. of thing Mm -hmm. and so i wanted to make an episode about these but I kind of was like stuck in this space of like I've read about these before and they're hard to understand, mm. right? So what do you mean when you say they're hard to understand? Let's break that down because it's like, is it hard to understand or is it is it just that you don't wanna you don't wanna bring that information to the type of people that potentially are your audience right now because. Jordan Peterson talks about very complex well, uh, yeah. ideas and concepts and people eat that shit up. <clears throat> no, no. So it's not it's not in that sense. It's very complicated in the sense of me even wrapping my own head around it well enough to really speak to it. Oh, to communicate. So it, yeah. not. Ne- yeah. Not necessarily <clears throat> like, oh, this is too complicated for like, you know, my audience. Uh no, certainly I and millions of people love listening to people like Jordan Peterson and others talk about incredibly complicated, complex, mm-hmm. nuanced things, right? Mm-hmm. Which is part of the angle even in wanting to talk about these cognitive biases, confirmation bias, failures of logic and reason mm-hmm. in our ways of arguing with each other mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's been so widespread in, in the culture throughout the pandemic and people against, you know, masks and lockdowns and vaccines and all the conspiracies that have come up and yeah so there is like a level there there was like sort of a few different things kind of working i not necessarily against me but in favor of my resistance sort of strengthening my resistance now i have to ask you a question yeah because i've heard your podcast but i'm still wondering what direction you want to take it in like what is what are your what's your podcast theme well i mean i made it about several different things like that i you know in the the first episode i outlined it's like there's these 15 topics and it's actually it's interesting because i had those topics down to rifle off yeah. At a moment's notice, yeah, and because yeah. <laughs> it's been so long since I've done an episode, yeah, yeah. I actually looked them up again oh. the other day because I was like, "There's 15 of them. What the fuck are they again?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so part of the reason is like there there are some some central themes around mental health and addiction cool. and politics and social issues <laughs> and psychedelics and there it, it's sort of I, I think it's broad in in necessity because it's really about like trying to understand ourselves and each other and the world that we live in in the context of this crazy modern world that's like that's evolving so fast so much faster than like we can really keep up with it in many ways Mm -hmm. and that we have all of these like extremely complex problems one of the biggest issues i think with the way we speak to each other about it, especially people that disagree very like deeply on the 
you know the the reasons behind the issues or whatever they might believe mm -hmm. is that like we need to be able to have these really complicated nuanced in-depth conversations about these things and that's the space that i want to sort of play in. exist in yeah play in mm -hmm. right so it's and and i've had you know i've taken business courses entrepreneur courses and you know i'm, I'm well aware of the <clears throat> like the need to niche down on your topic and be a specialist rather than a generalist and stuff like that but through doing like work on that time and time again I, I come back to this well my favorite things are actually the ones that exist in this bigger picture overview space mm -hmm. of the complexity of being human in the modern world and the grand challenges that we're faced with what are those things like just give me two well I mean we have growing inequality wealth inequality climate change the you know the overstepping the planetary boundaries how the hell do you make climate change sexy <laughs> um i don't know i mean people do it like i i think in some ways it's to me it sounds like you're watching the news at that point like i don't think so i think like well i i i definitely speak to and try to well, it all depends, right? Let me ask you this then. Okay, climate change. Are you are you speaking about the facts, or are you speaking about the socio, um, the social effect of it? Well, on, the, on our community. So, so I was gonna say, like, I want to try to in in the answering, like, the how do you make it sexy? Mm -hmm. Trying to focus on solutions. Like, there are. It's easy to get caught in the doom and gloom and the hopelessness and the apathy and the confusion mm -hmm. of the world mm -hmm. and it's there there are, there are reasons for that you know we focus on the negative more easily because it is biologically like advantageous for us to pay more attention to things that can hurt us than the more fleeting things that are positive and yeah. joyful right yeah yeah same as our memories of our deepest pains are so much more visceral than a lot of like the more positive memories for a lot of people not everyone but it's a biological evolutionary advantage right yeah but like I, I've over the years been trying to focus on solutions and 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 I I want to do that and it's like there are a lot of people there are a lot of organizations out there doing amazing work on all of the issues that we're faced with but we don't hear about those in the news really we hear every day it's like you turn on CP24 or whatever your local news station is and it's you know murder shooting stabbing here if it bleeds it leads is still the model right but so I've wanted to have a bit of a focus on like, you know, the movers and the shakers and the game changers, the change makers who are making positive changes in the world. And also focusing on those things helps with, you know, those feelings of depression, hopelessness, anxiety for fear of the future, feeling like we don't have a future, <laughs> if we don't solve this shit. But um, yeah, I guess like, one of the things I've been talking too much I want to get you get you talking a bit I guess like what's what's your experience been like the last year and a half with everything that's been going on and, and with just like dealing with everything and okay well I mean that's a loaded question <laughs> um, okay let's just start from the top uh, overall it's been it's been life changing because 
you know, shit changed. <laughs> like, um, for me, uh, as an image consultant, a big part of my business was like bringing people to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> and if malls close, then, you know, then you have to make a change, right? So yeah. I just, I took it as a sign, like, to, to make a transition because for me, like, it was fun, it was exciting, but there were other things that I wanted to give my energy to, but I didn't make the time or I didn't, like, I, I made excuses for why I couldn't do them. Mm. And so COVID, I think, did this for a lot of people, not oh, just me. for sure. But it, it just, like, gave <laughs> us the opportunity or gave me the opportunity to um, stop making excuses mm. and explore other avenues. And so um, the biggest thing that happened was just being able to explore the shit that I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so um, day trading was one of those things. Um, I, I put a lot more attention uh, on my coaching, the coaching practice side of things. Yeah. Um, I like got to like talk to people, family. Oh my God, I hadn't seen family in like, I'm like, who are you, man? I didn't even know you, <laughs> we were related. So honestly, man, a lot of fucking great... Are we let to swear on this podcast? Yeah, of course. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah! <laughs> a lot of um, family co- reconnections, man. That like, that, If I had to sum it all up, connecting with family was the biggest fucking difference. Yeah. And I know that sounds corny or it sounds crazy, no. but you don't realize, at least for me, I didn't realize how important it was to connect with family family like you know you get so used to going to the job coming home um whatever doing whatever creative thing you want to do um talking to your small little niche of friends and you have like your little world right and then Mm. you forget that the world expands outside your home outside your job Mm -hmm. and you know there's other people living life and and you forget to you know how to even fucking be social because you've been in a box forever so yeah, it's been nice to just re-socialize, you know, learn how to re-socialize. Like, that's what it taught me, too. It was just, like, mm-hmm. um, it, things went quiet. And I actually was happy because I, I I thought it was really nice to get that peace of mind for a little bit, you know. But um, just realizing, yeah, it's important to actually connect with people and, and like, put the phone down and say, hey, how you doing? Let's get yeah. a coffee. Now you can't even go into a fucking coffee store without them asking for a vaccine card for you to sit down. And then you start to think... Oh, maybe sitting down and having a coffee with a human being is a fucking privilege <laughs> because it is. And yeah. so I just, I, for me also, like a big part of the change was reframing what I find valuable in my day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it matured me quite a bit, man, to be honest. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, it's interesting too that you're like, you know, you say spending more time connecting and speaking with family and stuff sounds corny and it's like no man like that's like one of the most important things in the world and i feel like you you had asked kind of like about climate change like you know am i speaking to or speaking about the facts and whatnot and one of the things that is related to what you said i think is that i like to think about things and try to think about things from a a deeper Mm-hmm. wider perspective of like what sort of the underlying issues in the individual and collective psychology of us as human beings and our communities and our businesses and how all of those things drive the world into the crises that we're faced with so it mm-hmm. no no <laughs> like no I, th- I find that very interesting because <clears throat> I do I do the same thing I used to do the same thing, I should say. But but now I find myself doing the opposite of that. Because what I realized is that the macro view is important. But, like, I'm like, okay, 
Because I like I had all these thoughts about how can I change the world. I think I don't of know. Of course, of course. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. how can I save the world? World peace, all this good stuff. And then I realized, like, the macro view is only useful when you're empowered. So I'm like, fuck. Well, I don't only, have the resources to do anything. It's also when you when you attack it or work on that problem yeah. from the micro, right? Because of course we we have to start with ourselves we have to take care of ourselves properly you know we have exactly. to have our cup has to be full before we can go and try to you know fill other people up let alone try to tackle the biggest problems in the world and but not only that like i i i hear what you're saying because that's like that is the core of it but also like for me it was like you can't i i didn't i didn't think that i could even understand the problem at a micro level until I had the experiences of the micro like I had to go okay what is the journey of like getting to the place where I can actually help other people what it, like what are my thought processes like like do mm-hmm. I even want to help people mm-hmm. right because these are the questions that I don't think I was asking before like it was like I'm just assuming that people don't want to help other people right and that's why there's not world peace but maybe there's something more to it so what position am I in right I don't know if you guys can hear this, but we're outside and there's these beautiful, gorgeous dogs uh, playing catch Look with their owner. Look at the good boys. God, I love dogs. Yeah. Oh. Take him down. Right? But, but yeah, it's like you don't really truly understand a problem until you understand the micro. Because it's like the micro is where it begins. That's the inception of the problem, right? That's what I'm saying, though, too. It's like we can't understand these grand problems of climate change and mm-hmm. corporate and, like, political corruption and the, you know, the problems that we're trying to solve in our own lives unless you go into the micro. And that's, like, that's our that's our ways of thinking, our belief systems and the... Something that I have been focusing on more to sort of take a little bit of a step in another direction is that, yeah. you know, I've I've done a lot of individual and group therapy over the years, <clears throat> and I've done a lot of, like, I've done meditation programs, entrepreneur programs, trying to figure out what I want to do with my life and what is it that's really, like, at that core micro kind of level that's what are the things that are really holding me back from being the person I want to be and doing the things I want to do mm-hmm. and I've done these leadership programs and stuff and what it's done is sort of like it's helped to continually raise my awareness of the sort of the issues at hand the reasons that we hold ourselves back and stuff like that and the defense mechanisms that we put up from such a young age right and and so it's like we we've all experienced trauma in different ways and that for me is something for the last few years I've been kind of like I need to like go in that direction more I need to learn more about that in Mm -hmm. a deeper way and there's this woman I her name's uh, Dr. Nadine Burke Harris and I actually shared a, a talk a couple talks of hers recently and um she is the surgeon general of california she's a pediatrician and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she basically the space that she works in is childhood trauma and there's a study that was done called adverse childhood experiences yeah. and it's basically like it's sort of like a set of categories of 
traumatic things that can happen to children. Like if your parents have split up or you have like a parent that's incarcerated, abuse, whether physical, mental, emotional, emotional, sexual, and things like that. If you had a parent that was struggling with Not addiction or, or, <laughs> yeah, or mental health, yeah, yeah. There, there's a whole set of them and there's like that's 10 so or so. And they've been sort of like, it started out with, with less and was expanded upon, but it's kind of like consistently the the studies have been replicated uh, all over the world and in all sorts of different communities so it's basically like across the socioeconomic spectrum it doesn't matter about how much money your parents made or your race or your sex nothing like that matters the statistics bear out like the same basically that about Two in three people have experienced at least one adverse childhood experience. Get out of here. Right? Well, I mean, of course, think about it. Like, you know, some type of abuse or neglect, which is also categorized by the World Health Organization as abuse. Uh-huh. And, you know, having parents that are split up, having. Ter- everybody's had some terrible shit that they've experienced, right? And most people, I think, or, or like a lot of people, they experience those things and then they get over it or they, they work through it. They, you know, they, they manage and then some people don't. Right. But it's like two out of three people have experienced at least one, but I think it is like one out of seven or eight, like about 13% of the population kind of the world over has experienced four or more. Right. (laughs) Mine's seven out of 10. And Yours personally? Personally, yeah, I've done. You can go online. I gotta check this. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can go online and look at the list, and it's basically like for everything pretty much above four is like you are almost guaranteed to have negative health outcomes impact in your life o- across time, and and they've mm. done long term studies that show this as well, and. Hold up. Before I continue that thought, something that I forgot to mention here when I was talking to Jordan, the most important thing that Nadine Burke Harris talks about when she's talking about ACEs is that despite the fact that, as with most things, early detection and working on healing things, the earlier the better, but she makes a very, very important point to stress that You know, if you go and check your ACEs score, no matter how many you have, no matter what you've experienced, it's never too late to heal. It's never too late to heal. All right, let's go. So that's something I've been trying to focus on recently because it's like I've done all this different, you know, work on myself trying to understand the the struggles that I that I have and. (laughs) this seems to be like a lens that is like making more sense that it's like, it's the, you know, the, the traumas that we experience that create the negative and limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves and what we're capable of, or that we're not good enough in X, Y, Z way. We're not beautiful enough. We're not sexy enough. We're not smart enough. Mm -hmm. We're not, you know, cool enough, whatever it might be. Like you deal with, with your clients. It's like they're, they're, self-image is the the problem 
mm-hmm. that's actually at the heart of everything not being able to do this thing and then kind of in the in the realm of these grander issues that we're faced with it's like the accumulation of those types of issues and not having like space in our cultures in our societies to actually talk about those things openly in like a kind of supportive loving non-judgmental space where you can talk about these things that we're the most afraid to talk about it's like that's how you actually work through those things like some of the most impactful moments of my life both with like my my fiance and with some of the coaches and some of the programs I've done is being given the space to talk about something that for years I had essentially convinced myself that I will never tell anybody this this is coming to the fucking grave with me but then somebody giving me the space and you know it just unfolding how it how it might that I actually do tell someone about that at some time and they meet me not with like not with disgust or with shame that is you know part of why we don't tell those things because we hold on to this shame and guilt and all sorts of shit but to be like met with non-judgment and compassion and love still is like how you actually transmute those things or transform those things and actually heal them and stuff like that and it's like i think that you know things like climate change and the like insane inequalities and injustices in our world actually are rooted in those types of problems right yes i'm waiting for the world to fucking figure that shit out like we don't have a financial crisis we don't have a homelessness crisis. These are not the problem. These are these are outcomes of the problem. The problem is the fact that we don't know how to be um, human beings that give and take equitably and share the space. And if somebody's if somebody falls, you pick them up, man. So if somebody's having a mental health issue, that's deeper than like, bro. If you have. You know, you know, what I, you know, what I love like these countries like Denmark, where it's like they just fucking figured something out. They're all, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say something <laughs> culturally untrue. So let me just take a second. <laughs> but in these types of places, they figured out some sort of formula, where it's like everybody enjoys a similar, um, a similar what's what's the word I'm looking for? Quality of life. Yeah, and it's not like they're communist countries that try to make everybody the same. Exactly. It's like Bernie Sanders calls it essentially democratic socialism, where it's like they pay higher taxes and they have greater public services and mm-hmm. safety nets and shit like that. It's not. It's like it doesn't but, mean they're perfect. But beyond but. that, though, because that's the easy way of that's the easy way out. Saying yeah, they pay higher taxes, so shit's better. But no, that's not what the fuck it is, man. It's well, the it's, fact it's that about taking care of each other more and and funding your society in a way that creates the outcomes that you want, rather than believing in, like you know, it's like the states in particular is like a lot of the sort of like more conservative everybody's got to pull themselves up by their bootstraps can't give anybody anything for free or it'll make everyone lazy and not want to work like that type of shit has been 
proven untrue in like study after study of like you know universal basic income studies that have been done over the past several decades mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and stuff like that and it's like there are just false provably incorrect untrue ideologies that continue to drive the policy decisions essentially mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in in many places in the world exactly right exactly it's just about being a decent human that's, that's that's where i was going with that like like you go to these places and you, you just have a sense that everyone looks at everyone else like a decent human being and if, if there's an issue the community is there to to help and and i just I'm, I'm, i don't know how to replicate that i don't know how if we can replicate that globally do you think like what do you think do you think that we can have oh, not man. it doesn't have to be denmark but i'm just saying you know i don't know like <laughs> fuck the this past year and a half one of the things that happened like i i sort of you know you said that some of what happened sort of gave you an excuse to try new things and go deeper into things that you felt were like beneficial for you like connecting with family and stuff like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, it did a lot of the opposite for me kind of like it's it's almost like it gave me an excuse and all this proof of how fucking crazy the world is and how complicated and messy things are and that like what the fuck could I possibly do or say or what what does it matter for me to do my podcast when things are so complex and and messed up and Mm. and whatnot right and to sort of go into my own like i'm not good enough to do anything positive about this because my voice doesn't matter kind of i i I got stuck in that type of bullshit a lot in the last year and a half and one of the things that happened was you know like in in like 2009 when like the global the global financial collapse happened I got really into politics and social issues and like who's really making the decisions that are running the world like how did you know these bankers create this worldwide crisis tank the global economy and then get bailed out and no one who created this got in trouble right like there are such big systemic issues like that and that led me down the like conspiracy rabbit hole and i went deep went really deep so when like i i sort of like realized that that wasn't a space that i wanted to be in i think there's a lot of truth when you go down those holes Mm -hmm. but they're mixed in with misunderstandings and simplifications about the complexity of the world it's like answering with simple answers to the complex problems of the world is a lot of what's going on with that stuff. And I realized that if I wanted to actually make an impact in the way that I want to and want to just feel the way I want to feel, which is not how shitty I was feeling, paying <laughs> attention to conspiracy shit all the time, I had to get away from that. Yeah, yeah. And I... It, it took quite a lot of time to sort of, like... I, I started focusing more on science and, and things and trying to have more evidence-based ways of looking at the world, per se, to sort of get out of conspiratorial ways. But it made an imprint on me that it took literally, like, I felt like in some ways you can never, you can never unlearn some things. And so in some ways I'll never be able to, let go of that way of, of like conspiratorial ways of thinking because 
a lot of it's true. Like there is a, you know, revolving door between business and government and the government is paid off and bought by the corporations and the regulators go to the industry that they okay. were supposed to be regulating. Like so there's hold all on, this. Hold on, hold on. Like this is a good point. And, and this is why I like the micro view when we're looking at big issues. Because when you look at the big issue, the, the, the macro view, then it's like politics. But mm. what does that mean? Like, what is politics? What is that? What is that thing? <laughs> it's like it doesn't make sense. People try to understand politics. Well, it's people. Everything's people. Everything about this world is us. But, but like, like who, in a lot people? of ways. Where, who, where are these people? Who are these people? Do you know their names? Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I mean... Certainly, like, we could go into some some things. Not necessarily, like, I have a bunch of names off the tip of my tongue that I would name with what we're, like, talking about, per se. But um also lost my train of thought again. Well, sorry, continue. No, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, I was going somewhere with that. Like, the reason why I asked that question was because I feel like part of the problem is that um, as a community and as individuals, we don't we don't look at what we can do as individuals. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, and you also ask, like, you know, do do I believe that we can build this, like, you know, like, more more equitable society that, yeah. like, yeah. you know, that we can actually solve these problems? And in, in some ways, yeah, like, this, this past year and a half has been kind of, like, Whenever this happens, typically, like if, historically speaking, when pandemics happen, yeah. conspiracies become more widespread. It's yeah, like it's yeah. not a new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like we we've seen these like conspiracies break into the culture into mainstream society in a way that like I never even thought was, was fucking possible. possible basically, <laughs> right? But some something that I was sort of getting at was like. I, I had already been deep, deep, deep in the rabbit holes and in that space. Mm-hmm. And I, I recognized that it wasn't where I want to be. I didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I could make any sort of impact that I want to make in my own life and in the world by mm-hmm. peddling that type of information, basically, despite believing that a lot of it is true. But it's mixed in with a lot of either misunderstandings or outright miss or disinformation, which is what we've seen a lot as well. And like knowing that some of that is like you know coming from the level of other countries that are not friendly to the west having like a organized purposeful like trying to disrupt our societies and shit like that like thinking about that type (laughs) of shit is going on like there are people that are very intelligent that have you know like work in intelligence communities or like i listened to a monk uh dialogue the other day with this guy I forget his name but he's like a one of the world leading historians on authoritarianism and like they they talk about those things they validate that like those things are happening right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so it's like I I focused more on science and felt like doing doing that even like that's like a trigger word now too because cognitive biases and confirmation biases that you can go find science to fucking prove your point in whatever <laughs> your point might be right yeah, true. and people do that that's but uh, and people are like, you can't trust the science. It's all bias. It's all bullshit, whatever, right? But I, I basically, like, I had, a, like, a, a worldview or a, a view about myself that mm-hmm. I've been carrying for years since that sort of, like, you know, 
excursion into the rabbit hole that I had. And when I pulled myself out of it and I've done all these different programs and stuff, I had this weird belief that when society starts to collapse because it's bound to happen if it's not a pandemic it could be a solar flare that wipes out our fucking power grid it could be any number of of things but if you know anything about history you know that it's full of wars and social collapses in all sorts of different ways and Mm -hmm. that we're bound to see some shit basically Mm -hmm. and I had this idea that I don't know how but when it happens I'm just gonna know what to do and I'm going to like step up and step into my leadership. And I've done all these leadership trainings. And then the fucking pandemic happened. And I was like, and everything exploded sort of. And I listened to so many like monk dialogues and talks with experts about what's going on and the world after the pandemic and, you know, the world going on with living with this virus now and all sorts of stuff. And I, I see things as being so big and so complex that it can be overwhelming, of course. Mm-hmm. Also a good reason to focus on more micro stuff than macro. But I had that belief that I would know what to do absolutely shattered because when this all happened, I had no idea what to do. I'm like, I'm not a fucking expert on, you know, geopolitics or medicine or I don't have any scientific training. Like, mm-hmm. it just, it, it was... Uh, you know another reason for me to go deeper into my resistance and my I'm not good enough shit because it's like well I thought I was going to know what to do and I don't know what to do so like and it's like it's time for me to just sit back and just watch the show just watch what's going on what do I have to say who the fuck am I what's the point and I don't I just don't know and and I so it's been like a lot of that kind of the past year and a half leading to like not making a new podcast episode for so long and I don't know like do you ever get I mean we all do in our own ways but do you ever get caught in that type of shit yourself just like the kind of like what's the point or I'm not good enough or what impact can I make or Um, like how do you deal with that stuff that's a great question how do I deal with that? I, I definitely have moments where I'm like, um, where I, I self-doubt. Um, but I, I guess at some point I realized that you can't save the world. And you shouldn't... Like, no, you, you just, shouldn't try. Like, I won't say you shouldn't try because like people um, have the ability to live whatever reality they want to. But what I'll say is if you if you want to be in a reality where you save the world, right, it's it it starts and it ends with you. That's what I didn't understand. Mm. Like for the longest time, I, like I wanted to be like you were saying, I wanted to be ready. Lots of us. Like, right? It's a, like it's the hero complex, right? Mm, Messiah complex. The Messiah complex, <laughs> all that shit. Right. But, you know, I look at guys like Elon Musk. These guys are doing huge things. Right. Yeah. But he's not really saving between. the world Well, it's either. also not him. He has massive fucking teams of amazing, Thank smart you. people Thank you. Thank you. that are behind him that are doing the things that, that they're doing together. Mm-hmm. He might he might be a figurehead and a decision maker and a 
public face of those companies mm-hmm. and and those companies wouldn't exist without, without him. him like for sure mm-hmm. he's a big big he's like the real life iron man yeah kind of kind of thing yeah yeah but yeah it's like it's about the the connections that we have and the communities that we have and, and stuff like that which i think is hard for a lot of people because when you when you try to do things especially when you're starting out it's hard to build those connections and those communities and it's like you know what do you mean it's hard to build those connections what do you mean i i think in in my experience it's like it's hard for me to show up and do something consistently for a long time and to really push through and persevere through the setbacks that'll inevitably happen and not let them derail me for a year and a half kind of thing and also to find your your tribe or your people that are wanting and able and willing to really like work on stuff with you as well like like to Mm. find find people to build stuff together with and like adrian is is a perfect example of somebody who i i have found in the realm of like making music and stuff like that i've told you like i've been kind of working on recently yeah yeah it but i i find that like finding those people are it's hard it's and i find it's like few and far between because even the people i've done these like really deep work in these leadership um workshops and and programs with over the course of like a few months Mm -hmm. they just it inevitably like seems to always fizzle out and it so it feels like you're on this hero's journey alone and well i mean you are it's like what the hero's (laughs) journey is all about is like you go out on your journey alone Yeah, yeah yeah and then you come back with your things to teach that you learned basically Mm -hmm. right but i wanted to i wanted to ask you a question um your partner's name what's her name justine justine how did you guys meet we met through friends um Mm. a few years before we it was kind of like we met at a couple parties like her friends and my friends went to a music festival electric forest in michigan together Uh and then they became friends and then we met each other a couple times at like parties cross paths pretty much and was just kind of like a hey introduced but then um didn't like really turn into anything even like a friendship it actually it's funny because this is a good lesson for you know you never know what's gonna happen when you do actually create and you do actually share the things that you create that you care about because that's actually how this relationship happened because i had a blog and she was in school for social justice and peace studies. Yeah. And I just, out of my own interest, I wrote a post on my blog about neoliberalism that one of our mutual friends, my friend, shared on her Facebook. And then she saw, Justine saw, and Justine commented on it on my my blog. And, and we talked a little bit on, on Messenger. And, and it also is like the the sort of like miraculousness of chance events as Mm -hmm. well is part of what makes the world so fucking magical because she was in BC planting trees. So she's somewhere where like, there's no fucking reception. (laughs) There's no internet. There's no reception, anything. 
she just happened to like while she was in town on the weekend one time which wasn't a, a normal thing that happened often she was in a Timmy's and decided to check her Facebook and saw my friend See? Kendra post this fucking blog. I don't I don't ever ever like when people tell me these things I'm like they go what are the odds and I say all the fucking odds man. But when you said something important and I want to bring it back to the conversation we're having. I didn't just ask you that question mm. without a purpose. Um, you said it's hard to connect with the people, but it's hard to not connect with the people when you're in your purpose. Mm-hmm. Right? For sure. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, that's like that idea that like, you know, it's not what the, I, I think it's like something about like what the world really needs is people who have become like lit up inside by like their, their purpose or, or the thing that they want to pursue and, and not letting these other people or your parents or your friends that don't think it's a good idea or disagree with you like every it doesn't it's like it doesn't matter what you're gonna do there's gonna be untold even fuck the trolls and strangers (laughs) that'll fucking tear you apart on the internet these days is like it's like some next level shit that we're like evolutionarily not prepared to deal well with but it's like it's when you do what you want to do and be who you want to be anyway yeah, yeah that you connect with the people that you need to connect with and that's how it's happened for me too right because so it's what like, makes it hard <laughs> you well, said it was hard <laughs> i mean it, it is though because there there are like really powerful biological evolutionary um things at the heart of our inaction on things because it's wired so deeply into our psychology and even our physiology with our fight or flight system mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. that we don't want to do anything that will get us banished from the tribe oh. right like this is so it's not hard you're making it hard <laughs> well i mean isn't that the fucking isn't that the key to everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> right right that's so interesting yeah i just want to know if, if yeah like what 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 your well, experience was that's it's all. like have you ever heard of the book The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield The War of Art mm, I, I, it sounds familiar I, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes okay. so you don't have to like write it down or anything but so it's a you know national bestseller the city of Sparta in Greece yeah yeah made him an honorary citizen because of his writing basically that's insane it's insane and <laughs> and the the book is is incredible and he has got a couple he's got like the war of art and turning pro which I've read both of those and they're like they're pretty thin books and they're there's actually not much on each page it's mm-hmm. sort of like a paragraph and a few times you'll have a like a it's like a heading on each page and then a little paragraph and then another heading. And it's like, Sick. it's really like a easily digestible book. And like, yeah. for me, it's so like nail on the head for this resistance that we f- are faced with as creatives, especially. And it doesn't matter if you're creating art or a relationship or a business or working on your health, it doesn't matter. It's like anything good that you're trying to create in your life, mm-hmm. you are going to be met with internal resistance primarily, mm-hmm. even before the external resistance that you're bound to face as well. But <laughs> but he actually sets it up as like in 
in in the on the field like in in the new book I'm reading the I think it's the third one it's called do the work mm-hmm. and the like very first page says something to the effect of on the field of the self there is a knight and a dragon you're the knight resistance is the dragon Ooh. and 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 he sets it up as resistance is actually our immortal enemy that's inside us Mm. it's our own psychological mechanisms and rationalization is Mm. resistances like general like right hand man Mm -hmm. and the tag team of them they are essentially like they're not evil but they will do anything no matter how immoral to keep you in your comfort zone to keep you small mm-hmm. because biologically, psychologically, physiologically, socially, we have been hardwired over literally millions of years of evolution that you do anything to stand up, rock the boat, don't be the nail that stands up because you'll get hit with the hammer. You do anything to get banished from your fucking tribe or mm-hmm. to be judged and criticized then it it equals death. That's the Mm. level of what's happening inside. So on one hand, we do make it complicated and a problem for Mm -hmm. ourselves. And I do that. I feel like all the therapy and programs I've done has given this internal resistance and a near impenetrable story of complexity (laughs) of real things But that it feels almost at times insurmountable, Mm -hmm. right? And so these books, like, just lay it out. They're so good. And I'm like, that's me. That's me. That's me. It's, like, insane how fucking, like, just clear he is in his framing of this, like, internal struggle that we have when we're trying to do anything good in our lives Mm -hmm. trying to create anything trying to get better sleep eat better build a business make some art get a relationship (laughs) it it doesn't matter like resistance and rationalization come in with the fucking one-two punch and knock you out Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and like realizing that that's the case is this like immortal struggle of humanity that exists Mm. within each of us Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then it fucking funnels out ripples out to the communities and the businesses and the governments and the world and shit like that right it's deep it's it's yeah so on the one hand it's like we do this to ourselves and on the other hand it's actually just this is the struggle of the human experience yeah yeah right i i just have to make this comment because it's uh it's on my mind right now but it is like getting uncomfortably cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting very cold. Here. <laughs> <laughs> like, and normally I wouldn't say anything because um, I'm I'm cold too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say anything normally, but because I don't want it to affect the integrity of um, this podcast, I thought I would mention it to you. Yeah, no, I I, I, don't, appreciate I don't care. It. We can keep it going, but I want you to have that in your mind as you as we continue forward. Well, I I know it's been in my mind too. I'm glad you like like 
spoke voiced to it. it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm glad. No, I'm glad you voiced you it. You have like, a real jacket, a Colombian jacket. That's it's it's actually like a thin, it's a spring, thin, yeah, yeah, thin it's, windbreaker. It's not this good. Is, this is like my hands are are pretty icy. Yeah, right. Um, so I guess no, like we're we're at about uh, about an hour right now, so we can start to think of like how could we wrap this conversation up. I guess. What what we what was like? Where did we even go? I don't know. <laughs> you know well, this was the thing. You know, it's like my certainly when I've done my solo episodes, I've done a lot of like, I want to talk about this and this and this and research those topics to get some of the talking points I want to talk about mm-hmm. and then do a show outline to think about how can I weave these topics and things I want to talk about through this conversation. I'm going to like this journey. I'm going to go on on my own. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And with like a conversation with, a guest with like having you on and especially after like having not done an episode for so long I was like I'm not gonna fucking I'm not gonna have like a a lot of like clear things in mind for what I want us to talk about or anything I wanted to kind of just have you on and say like thank you for your support and for reaching out to me not once but twice to be Mm -hmm. like hey i'm still waiting for the next episode right because Mm -hmm. those things are important because they help Mm -hmm. to to break the sort of capsule we can find ourselves in like that i've found myself in of not Mm -hmm. not using my voice feeling like it doesn't matter feeling like i don't matter you know it's like these these types of things matter so much because you never know when somebody's trapped inside themselves yes right and you just reminded me we just came full circle man that's what we were talking about like the microscopic the macroscopic how do you change the world you go from the the hero complex to the the real and the real is you're a human being i'm a human being i can reach out and say hey man i i want I want to see you grow and I want to see you develop and I want to see you put this out. You have something to say. I want to see you say it. And that's how you change the fucking world. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, (laughs) for sure. That's the thing, right? It's like, it's this idea of like, like a war of attrition, like, like wars are fought and Mm -hmm. won Mm -hmm. or lost by a thousand tiny cuts. Exactly. It's like the David versus Goliath type of thing. It's like, you you can't go straight after the fucking beast. You gotta do little by little baby steps and you know, it's like you know, this idea I think maybe we can we can end here and, and your thoughts on this as well, but there's a, a concept that like, you know, the big dreams and the big goals that we have in life yeah. are us standing maybe not at the very bottom the foot of the mountain maybe we're a little bit of a ways up because we've taken action steps and we've made progress and we've you know inevitably a rain hits and we slip down you know (laughs) we misstep whatever but it's like the the big goals no matter what they are are us looking at the mountaintop and we can get overwhelmed by the distance to the Mm. top of the mountain when really what we need to do is look at the fucking ground in front of us and look at where we're taking our next step right and and you might not be taking and you very likely aren't because there's that idea that like you know we think of success as this fucking like straight line arrow but really it's like a plate of spaghetti that goes all over the fucking place 
and it's like the same thing with this like concept of like going up the mountain is like you're not going to go from where you are directly up and often it's because the mountain is too steep you have to go up zigzag up the mountain yeah and along the way it's mm-hmm. like there's gonna be forks in the road mm-hmm. there's gonna be rain there's gonna mm-hmm. be landslides there's gonna be setbacks and sometimes you have to take a different path but it's like or sometimes you might have to go back down a bit to go yeah, up a different path right that kind of thing and it's like as long as you're not getting overwhelmed because you're just looking at the top of the mountain and how far it is to go and like mm-hmm. oh i don't think i could do it i'm already out of energy now it's just looking at the ground in front of you and as long as you're taking a step up the mountain somehow some way then it's like you're making progress mm-hmm. right and and it's all about like one of my my mentors uh, jay wong he's the creator of the interchange maker podcast and he's an amazing guy he's like interviewed some big people on his podcast he's like toronto based as well and he talks about just you know it's like it's progress over perfection mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and that's fucking one of the you know best pieces of advice in life and sometimes sometimes these setbacks are can be good though as well because it's not all bad it's not all you know me being stuck in my (laughs) why me's and i don't i don't matter Mm -hmm. and, and shit like that and all these negative things some of it has been like a i just don't know what to do so i'm gonna just try to live my life and try to take care of myself which yeah. is can be challenging <laughs> for yeah. various reasons yeah, yeah. and uh and sometimes we have to pivot and i you know i've wanted to sing and make music for most of my life but i've been afraid to for various reasons one of which is i've been like scared about my sexuality and shit like that and this is like another whole podcast that i i'm going to probably have with adrian but like mm-hmm. i came out as bisexual fairly recently and that's been something I've been actually only discovering for myself in the oh. past like two or three years. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I just turned 35. Like, for that to become conscious for me at this point in my life, yeah, is like a fucking what a thing to sort of like deal with, right? Yeah, yeah. But the one of the fears around even singing or making music has been caught up in this like well what does that mean about me and my sexuality and how people in my life that Mm -hmm. i love Mm -hmm. and strangers Mm -hmm. how are they going to treat me Mm -hmm. if i be who i am and i'm afraid Mm -hmm. of how of what the answer to that question is right man you cannot you cannot end the episode <laughs> on a fucking cliffhanger. I'm the next Dude. I'm like, now it's like, okay, another three hours. Let's fucking go. No, 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 no. no. Okay, that okay, one, okay, okay. that one might be uh, the episode with maybe Adrian, Adrian. next episode. Yeah. And diving into that. We actually talked about that being mm-hmm. maybe like the next episode. Sick. To Do go it. deeper into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Topic space, you well, know. Okay, really quick. We won't go into it. No, it's okay. If I ask, we will go into it. Never mind. <laughs> That's well, what everyone always ask, says. Ask anyway. Ask anyway, and I'll tell you if we'll we'll like. Well, maybe side, you can, side, maybe you can say stay tuned. Side park it or, yeah. or not? Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
I was gonna ask, how does that affect your relationship with your fiance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll be something definitely. I'll I'll make that a a, a topic of, of conversation oh, wait, or, or or a question to answer. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Because like, yeah, it's something that we openly talk, talk about. about. That's one of the reasons we like ended up together. Basically, was when we started becoming good friends. Mm-hmm was when I was discovering this for myself and she was one of the people I talked to about it and she's like one of the most open and loving generous people I've ever met in my life Mm -hmm. and she's met me with nothing but love and understanding and acceptance and compassion she also you know we we get in our arguments (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah it's something I can definitely speak to more when I go into that more on a future episode but it's like there's any number of things holding us back from being who we want to be doing what we want to do creating what we want to create or sharing what we want to share and for me that was like a a big one you know that's like so deep Mm -hmm. and it's it's held me back from even trying to make music or focus on like singing or anything like that but over the course of the pandemic i started taking some music production courses online and so Mm -hmm. i've been doing that so it's like i've i've taken a hiatus from the podcast and from really like sharing much on social media and stuff but i've been like working in a space that Mm -hmm. i've wanted to for years that Mm -hmm. i'm pretty stoked about Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah who knows like how things are gonna unfold where they're gonna go yeah right okay well i'm gonna end by saying thank you for having me and like this is for me is a milestone because i enjoy your podcast i i'm like i like being at the beginning of a creative's journey because it's like god damn this is this is to me the golden place it's the golden zone man right here so yeah i appreciate you having me on and uh i look forward to your continuing um in the podcast world man if it's in alignment for you i don't want to yeah yeah well that's the thing too well that's that's the thing it's like for you know for anyone listening anything that that you want to create it also is like you it doesn't have to look how you think it's going to look look. and sometimes you just have to keep going Mm -hmm. and try not to be a fucking asshole to yourself because it doesn't look how you thought it should or how other Mm -hmm. people tell you things should look and you know just keep keep going keep working and and as long as you're doing a step up the mountain in some way mm-hmm. then it's progress over perfection and yeah thank you so much for coming on and for supporting me and my my creative endeavors and yeah jordan lindo share once again where can people find you okay so you can find me on facebook uh jordan lindo on instagram at uh unite.infinity on um youtube at ask infinity and i'm like never on twitter so i'm literally going on twitter right now to tell you what my twitter handle is can i do it fast (laughs) enough that's okay do you have a website for or like how do you people find you for your coaching practice um it all happens through facebook actually okay um i have a linkedin as well but um yeah it's like word of mouth and and facebook to be honest yeah do you have Um, like a page on Facebook or is it just through like your personal page? It's my personal page. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very grassroots. Cool, man. Um, well, I'll, I'll I'll put everything in the uh, in, in the, the show, show notes. notes. <laughs> <laughs> and my Twitter is ask 
at askinfinity underscore. Amazing. There it is. Boom. And we're out. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Let's get right into it. Here's a, uh, ha, I just farted. So I, we're doing a mic check now as well. To see if we can hear the dogs barking and shit. Yeah. So I'm not fucking distracted. Yeah, that's gotta stuff. be fucking annoying. And, like why wait? Like if that's how you feel, why wait? You know, like yeah. why not just do it? I have a question for you, I'm just wondering. Who are you and why are you here? Are we gonna live life in fear? Or are we going to stand up and make sure we're heard? Are we going to hide or live life by our word? You know, that's a damn good question. Um, you can become whoever you choose. <laughs> the choice lies you. within me within. and you. Now it's time to stand up. No time to play it small. <laughs> Painful history and an uncertain future. Now it's the time <laughs> to evolve. Oh, <laughs> you're such a fucking sweetheart. And now, drum roll, please. Here's the little Easter egg. This is a song that I've been working on. <laughs>